Hello, welcome to Tough Talk with Tiffany podcast. Um, of course, this is Tiffany. <laughs> um, I bear with me. This is my first episode, and I'm not for sure how I want to structure each episode. Um, but I am going to start off with my purpose. So, why am I even doing a podcast? Um, so I'm doing a podcast simply because, as a believer and as Christians, a lot of times, um, we are not always taught. Um, so this is for a lot of times I want to dispel like the myths, um, in Christianity, um, things that, you know, people, a lot of times sometimes argue about, but they have no foundation or no background or no knowledge on, on the truth. And so I decided I was going to do this podcast to just talk to you. Um, and I, of course, I'm going to reference scriptures cause I, I'm not giving you my opinion. I'm giving you God's word and, um, uh, there's no greatness in my opinion or how I think things should be, but simply just trying to elaborate on God's word and more or less just talking to you about it and how it's applied to our everyday life. Um, so the purpose, um, of me having this type of podcast is to talk about the more tougher things or the things we, we kind of brush over or we don't talk about, um, as believers. Um, so I don't, want this to be a podcast that's judgy, even though a John 7, 24 does tell us that if you're a Christian and you're a believer and you're right standing with God, you can judge. And as long as you judge righteously, which would mean by according to the the word of God. And of course, at the beginning, it says not according to appearance. Um, and a lot of times we use that as, as a um, defense mechanism where Christians are, you can't judge me based on appearance, but that I am going to tell you there's a difference. You know, if you are a practicing sin, I understand. I know the difference between somebody who maybe made a bad decision or is doing things impulsively by accident versus if I'm watching you practice sin, uh, I can judge that. I'm watching you do something that's habitual. You, you have a habit of it. And therefore, you know, um, I can judge that. And, you know, a lot of times we get upset about that, but if we really think of the reason for judging, we as Christians, if we're judging and you're doing it in love, you're, Hey sis, you need to pull up on this. Hey brother, you maybe do this. It's taught ultimately to get our soul right. So that we, we straighten our walk. You know, a lot of times we've gotten to a place in our generation where we don't want to be told anything. And I, I appreciate when someone holds me accountable. Hey, and, and you know, even those who hold, hold others accountable for the wrong reasons, we know who those people are and we know um, there's no real um, fruit in that. And we ignore those things, but the people who care about you and maybe I, and I, I don't, I don't like a, I can find probably a better word than judge, but judge you or hold you accountable or basically I'm um, kind of pull you up on stuff. We should appreciate those things. And I'm gonna tell you why in a minute, but anyway, that's not the purpose of this podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to give you knowledge of the word, how to apply it for your life. So you can change you. So basically you can judge yourself. You ultimately can judge yourself. Um, you can change and improve renew your mind, refocus, whatever it is. Um, it's not for a grandstand. Um, it's not to argue or contend with people. Cause that's another thing. I'm not doing a podcast where you're going to write in my comments. You don't agree with me. Then just don't listen to my podcast. Simple as that. But again, I'm going to be referenced. God's word is, this is not my opinion. This is me getting the word. And you're probably thinking, well, how are you interpreting? Well, the Bible, um, confirms itself. So I'm not even looking for a, a commentary or if it says it somewhere in the Bible and it's in the right context and I can find it somewhere else, I can confirm the Bible by the Bible. So this is not my private interpretation. Hopefully it's God giving me insight on what God's saying in his word, because obviously he's the only one who can. So why am I doing this? Um, so again, I told you I'm doing this. Um, so you have some knowledge. And also because as Christians, a lot of times we've heard a lot of cliche sayings like, um, 
Just pray about it, baby. Just do this. Trust God. Um, you got to know God. And you hear these cliche sayings and they are absolutely true. But in in steps and in the real world, what does that mean? What does it look like in my life? What does that mean I have to do? Do I got to get up in the morning and pray? Do I, if I pray wrong, will he not answer? Like, sometimes I feel like there's not enough teaching in God's word. And so a lot of this is for me to talk to you so I can apply the word in our everyday lives. So we can, we, not you, we can improve. So I've noticed now that I go to church, so I've been at my I'm not going to say my father's church because it's God's church, but my father's a pastor and my husband's an elder, but the teaching is amazing. And I know it's amazing because I'm able to understand it. I'm able to see it in the word. I'm able to apply it to my life and I'm able to see the change in me. I'm able to gain power and insight and peace and comfort and liberty. And I'm going to explain all that as we go through each episode, but anyhow, so that's the purpose of me doing this, you know, getting some real teaching. I'm going I'm trying to help someone because I feel like the more understanding I got of the word, the better I am as a person. And so ultimately, the more word we get, we, since God is the word, it says Jesus is the word and the word is God. And so therefore, if God is the word and word is God, then the more word I get, the more God I get. And if I get more God, then I have more attributes like God. So I have more love and I have more comfort and I have more peace and I have more long suffering and I have more strength because those things are attributes of God. And if I'm taking in more word, then I'm getting in more God. So ultimately, that's the whole purpose of this. So my first episode is what's my purpose? Um, I thought this was a perfect episode to start with um, because people often, I often hear people talk about or argue about or try to find their purpose, right? And I've had people like, I've actually had conversations with people like, what do you think my purpose is? And they're asking me <laughs> what I think their purpose is. So the more um, teaching I've gotten in my church, the more I've really narrowed it down. And I know you're thinking like, how can you narrow down our purpose? I'm like, but I'm going to explain to you. So if I told you your sole purpose on this earth is to serve God, I know that sounds really like what? It, that's our sole purpose. Our God created us to serve him, to do his will, to do his work. How do I know that? Ecclesiastes 12, 13 says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man, right? So serving God is a very broad topic and we can cut it up into lots of pieces and facets and, and parts and levels to this <laughs> like it's levels to this right but ultimately if I had to give an answer that's my purpose God created me to serve him um, if I'm his being and he created me then I am serving him right and that looks a lot of different ways right so don't don't let me let me like get you out of oh you just go to church yes it's to go to church but that's not just serving God it's so many pieces of serving God so God created you for his purpose, right? And so again, remembering that, you know, you have free will as a person, you don't have to serve God and you don't have to do his work and you don't have to complete his purpose, right? So that's your, always your prerogative. But for the believers, we are created to serve God. And, you know, it's so funny because um, when it comes to things that are valuable, we tend to put um, a monetary value on many things. But what if I told you that your soul is the highest possible good? The highest, like, what do you mean that's the highest possible good? That's the most valuable thing you possess. Your soul is the most valuable thing you possess. 
How is that? Because that's, it's eternal. It's eternal. Everything else is temporal. Your, your natural life, um, your houses, your cars, your jobs, your promotions, all those things on this side of earth are temporal. So that's why your soul is the highest possible good. And since God created each and every one of us, we owe him our life, right? So we are supposed to be committed to a lifetime of duty to serve God. And ultimately, if we do, if we serve God in truth, uh, genuinely, um, wholeheartedly, you know, a lot of times we can play the game in front of people, but God knows our, you know, people always say, God knows my heart. Yeah, you should be careful of that because um, there's a lot of wicked things in our heart. So we should be careful when we say that. But anyway, John 10, 27, 28 says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And 28 says, and I give unto them eternal life. So that's three requirements. My sheep hear my voice I, and I know them and they follow me. So what does that mean? So in order to hear God's voice, you have to be one of his. You know, a lot of times when I pray in the morning, I'm always asking God to silence all murmuring. So I can only, only I can hear his voice, right? So I can hear your voice clearly. So I'm not listening to my own thoughts. I'm not listening to me tell me. I'm not listening to whatever my best friend told me to do. I'm not seeing what my girls told me to do. What my, you know, I'm hearing God. And so again, I hear, it says, hear my voice. So that means I have to be one of his to recognize his voice. Like if you're in a store and your child calls mom, you know their voice. You turn around because you know your child's voice, right? You're the mom, you know, you're the father, you know your child's voice. So you have to recognize the voice, but which means you've had to have heard it, which means you have to know him. If you don't know him, you can't possibly hear his voice. And it says, and I know them, right? So God knows everybody, obviously. Um, but no, in this scenario, in this part of the scripture means that he considers you his child, that he considers you one of his. You know, a lot of times we say we claim God, but I always say, does God claim you, right? We claim God, but does God claim you? And the last part says, and they follow me. Of course, follow means be obedient. Are you obedient to his commandments? Are you obedient to his words? And then ultimately, He'll give us eternal life. So, so, you know, as I'm talking about serving God and, and, and your soul being the highest possible good, those are things you're going to do to show that you're serving God, right? Those things you're serving God. And God says, when you serve me, then I give you eternal life, plain and simple. And so people then talk about, well, if, if God's, um, if you want, if we're just serving God, we're not doing anything else. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about serving God. Serving God doesn't just mean going to church, praying, reading his word, serving God means serving people too. And so a lot of times I think we confuse our purpose with our assignments, right? So my purpose, and I'm not saying you can't have more, but this is, and this is, um, how I look at purposes and assignments. I feel like because God created every one of us, every single one of us have a, has a purpose and that's to serve God and to make the kingdom bigger, right? By, by, by basically walking how God would have you walk, have, looking like God. Um, so people see some God and you see some light and, and that you expand the kingdom, that you get people saved, that, you, that you're a disciple, right? So I think a lot of times um, we confuse our purpose with assignments. So your assignments from God support your sole purpose of serving God. Okay. So for example, um, I'm a teacher. I teach, I love teaching and it's crazy because I love teaching math, 
But teaching children, being in the presence of, of teenagers, being able to love on kids is one way I serve God. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's not because I have an opportunity to show God through how I act with people. Um, not just the good things, the bad. When kids are arguing with me, how do I address kids? How do I respond to kids? All of that is showing people God. That's serving God, right? So it allows my life to be a testament of who God is. Um, my life should always, and your life, everyone's life should always exemplify the love of God. You know, and we say love, and that doesn't mean you don't hold people accountable. It doesn't mean you don't disagree with them. It just means you respond appropriately. And I'm going to tell you right now, that is something I don't always meet the mark at. I don't always respond appropriately. And sometimes when I don't respond appropriately, God gets on me. God always gets on me quickly. I know I'm, I know as soon as I've, the words have left my mouth when I'm wrong. Right. If I choose a knowledge or not, but that's how the Holy Ghost works. You know, we always say the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. And again, if you read the Bible after the New Testament, you don't even see Holy Spirit anymore. It's Holy Ghost unless you use a different version and then they change it to Holy Spirit. But it's Holy Ghost for a reason because Jesus on the cross and he gave up the ghost. But that's a whole other episode. So I don't know why we don't want to say the word Holy Ghost. I don't know if it's because we are. We just think it sounds spooky. I'm not sure. But Holy Ghost is simply God's presence. And you can't do anything without God's strength, which means his presence, because if we could really control our own selves, we would need a God. I digress. Anyway, so my life should always exemplify the love I have for Christ. By the way, I love others. How I treat others, how I talk to others, how I deal with, conf- how I deal with conflict with others. That's another thing. Um, and as God has commanded us to love, you know, we love those, but God has also commanded us to love our neighbors and love our enemies. And in that fact, in that fashion, you know, that's always, people are like, oh, I'm not there yet. And that's because we don't really recognize that love is a divine act. Again, that's a whole nother episode talking about love is a divine act and healing, forgiveness is a divine act. And, and, and when I say divine act, I mean, it's something that comes from God. Because just think about it. For you to unconditionally love somebody, that's a divine act. For you to love somebody that you don't know, that's a divine act. For you to love somebody you know can't stand you, that's a divine act. It has to come from God because we can't do that, right? Because we love people and do things for people with conditions. So unconditional, we talk about unconditional, but we don't truly understand or really exemplify unconditional because the, the, the only way we do it is the God in us. The more God we have, the more God, the more we are able to love somebody unconditionally. But when, when we don't have a lot of God in us, we, it's impossible for us to love. And that's a whole, again, that's a whole other episode, but I'm just giving you little pieces as I'm going here. Um, so um, it's the same way that that same power that God has, right? Cause we need God's power to actually love um, is what kept him on the cross. Right. Um, because what other, what else could keep an innocent man from a bloody gruesome death other than unconditional love right for something he never did for us for some people who will never serve him so that's that same power that resurrection that same power is the power that we we have an opportunity to tap into so that we can love our enemies and also love those um we don't know um sorry i'm gonna keep my notes together (laughs) um so basically if what you're doing your life does not support the um being the being a servant to God, um, or doing what God has called you to do, then maybe it's not your assignment, right? Because God's assignment should ultimately always support your purpose, which is to serve him. So I think sometimes, again, we mix assignments and purposes up, but our assignment should always support 
our purpose, which is to serve God, right? Why are we serving God? Because we want to go to heaven. Um, our soul is our highest possible good. What do I mean by that? It's the most valuable thing we have because it doesn't die. So of course I'm going to serve God with my life because hopefully I have enough God in me that I genuinely care about people and that's something I want to do, but also because I want to see God in peace. I want to go to heaven. If I'm going to live forever, I want to live somewhere comfortably forever. Um, it means God put you on this earth to do his will, which means serve him and live a life that speaks and testifies of him. So what does serving God look like? Basically, how are you introducing God to others? A lot of times I don't have to say a word when I'm, it's funny because this year I moved to a new school, which gave me opportunity to deal with, well, it was a lot of kids I had taught the year before, but it was a lot of kids I did not know. I met a lot of kids this year I did not know before because I was in a different district. And I'm telling you about halfway through the mark, half, well, after the first semester was, I had people, kids, do you go to church? Do you go to church? Now, let me tell you something. I'm not some little perfect angel in class. Oh, I, I hang with these teenagers. I, I got a, a sassy mouth. I get on these kids. I hold them accountable. But kids always ask me, do you go to church? Are you a Christian? And I never, it's not because I see anything about God. Obviously, I'm praying that they see something in me that they don't typically see in, nor, in normal people. They see a love for me. They see a forgiving. They see they can get smart with me on Monday and on Tuesday. I'm loving on them. They see that when they're screaming at me in the middle of the classroom, and believe me, I check them because I don't want you to think I'm some um, meek, mild, or those who don't know me because I'm not. Um, but there is, it's in love, and they know the difference. They know somebody who's getting on them because they don't like them versus somebody that they, that's getting on them because they love them. And so I'm praying that that is the light. They see God's light in me because I get that all the time. You go, I've been. On Zooms, I was on, I've been on Zoom. It's funny because believers recognize I was on a Zoom for a business class I had and there was a young lady on there and maybe she'll listen to this too. It's funny, listen to my podcast, but she was on there and she was talking and she was talking for less than 60 seconds. And in my mind, I said, she's a believer. She said nothing about God. (laughs) And so after the Zoom, I emailed her. Hey, just are you a believer? And her response was, I don't know what I'd do without them. Uh, and and how, because there's something in her I see, there's a light that, that, that emanates from you when you love God and you're trying to walk God. It doesn't mean you're perfect. It doesn't mean I don't have my days where you're like, oh, she loved God. She, you know, I have my days, but I recognize when I'm wrong and I'm quick to repent. And when I say repent, try not to repeat that again, right? Um, and so, sorry, just trying to keep my notes together. Um, so again, uh, we, we serve God and that's our ultimate purpose. And, and so the thing is, if we don't put God's purpose first, which is serving God, then, which is again, the highest good. Um, why do you think God's worried about our money, our houses, um, our cars, our husband, you getting a husband, you getting a wife, you getting a promotion. None of that really matters. God wants your soul, <laughs> And so it's nice to have nice things by all means. I'm not saying that it's not nice to have nice things and not saying that money doesn't make things a lot easier because it does. But ultimately, that's not what's important. It's your soul, right? It is your soul. Why? Because your soul is eternal again and earthly things are temporal. They're temporary. So why am I going to put any type of real, real concern in in things, you know, that's why you got to be very careful with your wording. My dad got on me years ago about this because, um, I, um, I was talking about, 
oh, I'm I'm blessed to have I'm oh I'm blessed to have my parents. I'm blessed to have a car. I'm blessed and, and my dad corrected me real quick. He's like, those things are definitely blessings, but that's not what makes you blessed, right? Because if you say so because he said think of it like this. If you have someone who has a parent who doesn't have any parents, you have someone who doesn't have any money, you have someone who doesn't have degrees, doesn't have things, but they have a pure heart and they love God. They're blessed. So anyone who is in God is blessed, period. Anyone who is saved is blessed. Things are things. And it's nice to have nice things. And it's nice. And sometimes those things can be blessings. But you're not blessed because you have them. Because then you would assume that those who don't have it are not blessed. And that's not true. That's not true. So we have to be careful we're wording. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm blessed. Yeah, he, and, not, and not saying he's not blessing you. Not giving you blessings, but what makes you blessed is being in God. You know, those other things are, are secondary. You know, those are things, nice things to have. And, and let's be real. People who aren't believers can attain natural things. There's plenty of un, unbelievers who have degrees, who have money, who are rich, who are having a happy life. So ultimately, that doesn't, that's not what makes you blessed. And you can't equate blessings to money and things. You just can't because that's not what makes you blessed. What makes you blessed is being saved and being in God because you have eternal security because you have a place you're going to after you die. And therefore, because of that, you are blessed. Anybody in God's blessed. So we have to be careful of that. Um, so you have to prioritize. Once you understand what your purpose is and those other things are assignments and, and the assignments should be a vehicle to your purpose, right? So they should be, be things that help support your purpose, right? So you should be doing assignments that support you serving God. And again, serving God is a lot of things, serving people, loving people, treating people how you want to be treated, emanating some, the light, um, um, talking to people um, when they look like they're down. I, I mean, we were in New York recently and a, there was a lady behind us and we were holding up the line because God knows if you know my mom, she was like trying to order 50 different things she was stopping. And I told my mom, um, Mom, hurry up because the lady behind us, she was pregnant. She like she was probably due any week now. And my mom like kind of looked at me like, don't rush me. You know how moms are. And the lady said nothing. She was very quiet. And so I, in my mind, I'm thinking she probably thought I was being smart, but I was actually being serious to my mother. So when we got to the soda machine, she, um, <laughs> she went to put her soda in. She didn't, you could tell she didn't want the soda, but she saw me behind her. So she didn't want to hold me up. So she, I said, does it look nasty? Was a, my first one. And she said, yeah, it doesn't look like the soda. I thought it was bad. I said, dump it out and do, do a different one. And then she did. And then she started talking to me about being pregnant and being her first child and me and her talked. And she told me she had just lost her dad. And we ended up having a great conversation. And I know that seems simple, but you just never know. And, you know, before I left, she said, you have a great weekend. She, you know, she stopped me before I left. You have a great weekend. And I said, you have a, a, a blessed and safe delivery. And we had a nice conversation. And those are the things that that's serving God. Why? Because I'm introducing people to God. No, I didn't read a scripture to her. No, I didn't pray for her. But I wanted her to see that there is a behavior that's outside of the typical human behavior. Uh, not everybody's rude. Not everybody's in a rush. Not everybody is selfish, you know? And so those things help to serve God, right? Um, so again, your purpose is ultimately 
to serve God. Your assignment should support your purpose to serve God, which is because you're saved. And so you're committed to God, which means you're obedient to him, right? Be careful when we say we love God. That's the biggest thing. Oh, I love God. I love God. Right. But you love God. But how, how are you showing it? You know, when we're in relationships with people, if it be friendships with our friends or it be relationships with our husbands or wives or whatever, we have an expectation. You need to spend time with your person. Uh, are you doing things with me? Love is action. We always say that and it's cliche, but it's true. And, and love is really a divine act. And again, I'm going to spend a whole episode talking about love and an episode talking about forgiveness because those are divine acts. What do you mean divine acts, Tiff? I mean that they are things that are only done through the power of God, the Holy Ghost. God's presence in me allows me to love people who don't love me. You know, some days I don't like them. I'm, yo, listen, I'm with you. Some days I'll be in that classroom, like, I don't like these kids. But I ultimately, I love them. And therefore, I can love kids when they're not mad at me. I can love kids when they're cussing out the side of my, I can love kids when they're angry and storming at my class. I can still love them. I know it's, the, listen, am, I, I wrote a book, and, and anybody who knows me knows I wrote a book. Um, It's called Second Wind. Um, and in the book, I speak about one of God's gifts to me. And, and and at that time, I thought it was a gift, but technically it's just love, right? It's a divine act. And now that I have more knowledge, I can shift my thinking because now I know it, it's, it, yeah, it's it's a gift, but it's it's ultimately just the divine act of God, love. It's love, 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 love. And I said in the book, I said, you know, I have this amazing gift. I have the ability to love kids genuinely who I didn't birth. You know, it's very easy to love the ones you brought into this world. But do you love people that really have no connection to you? And let me tell you, I have this thing where I genuinely have a heart for a bunch of kids who I didn't birth, which means I do for them. I'm there for them. I hold them accountable. When they're mad with me, I still love them. That is something that can only happen through God. Because your flesh wants to always get even. Your flesh wants to argue. Your flesh wants to fight. Your flesh wants to be nasty. Get vengeance. Have revenge. You know, those things are flesh things. Those are things, those are iniquities. Those are, those are our, that's our sin nature. That's what we do in the flesh. But that Holy Ghost power, God's presence, chumps that. Because the enemy, listen. The enemy is a viable enemy. The enemy, the devil, is a viable enemy against us. What I'm saying is that that's that's not it's not he's not easily beaten. He's got some power. But the enemy is no match for God. And therefore, we have to have more God because we need that power to control ourselves, to fight the enemy. If we didn't, we would not need a God. And so when you say you love God, make sure your actions we're lining up. Am I saying you're going to be perfect? No. Even though perfecting and perfect is a whole thing. And I can have a, we're going to have a whole episode about that. Um, cause that's ultimately what holy means. It means without sin, but that's, uh, we'll talk about that in another episode, but, um, we got to stop making excuses. Love is something we show. And if we don't have that godly love where it's a divine act, cause we don't have the Holy Ghost, on it, then we need to ask God for that because that is something we can, cannot, you cannot operate without God's presence. We, we, I'm telling you, we will have no strength. We will have no peace. We will have no comfort. We will have no love. We wouldn't be able to forgive. We would not want to live righteous. We, we, can, we only can do it with God's power. It's impossible to do on your own. I'm telling you, I know it's impossible, right? So 
Remember, your purpose is solely to serve God. Your assignment should support that. However, you're introducing people to God or your assignments, your opportunities to serve, your opportunities to talk to people, your opportunities to love on people, to help people, those things, even to judge people. And I know people don't want to hear that part, but it is to judge people or hold people accountable in love. When we do things in the wrong spirit, let me tell you, it comes back. So we have to do things in the right spirit. I want to judge you not because I want to pick with you, but I want to get on you and tell you you're not meeting the mark because I know there's more in you. I know the God in you is bigger than that. I know you can do better than this because with God, nothing is impossible. Nothing. So hopefully I said something that, that, that helped you today. Um, if you want to have my, my scriptures, I, I use for this whole talk, it comes out of Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes 12, 13. I would always read the whole chapter. I don't, I'm so glad I got out of that. I used to be someone who read one verse. That's not enough. Believe me. Now that I've been studying for solid two years, really studying, uh, a scripture is not going to help. It's a chapter and then you get, to, and you get some understanding of what the book is about. And John 10, 27, verse 10, 27 and first, so verse 27 and verse 28, but read the whole chapters. Um, uh, make sure you're reading God's word. You're praying. Um, the more God we have, the more knowledge we have, the more understanding we have, the more attributes love of God we have. So the more power, strength, peace, comfort, love, long suffering, we get that from God. And we can't, and think about it. We can't have God things without God. Those are attributes of God. I can't have attributes of God without God, which is the Holy Ghost. How am I going to act like God if I don't have his presence? It's just, I mean, as simple as that. So I hope I said something to help you out. Um, any suggestions, um, what you think I should do? Um, maybe you think I should have added to this or structured it differently, you know, shout me out here. Let me know. Other than that, um, every Tuesday morning at 6 a.m. It'll drop. A lot of y'all might not be up then, and that's fine. Cause I'm not either. This is pre-recorded, but, um, make sure you share my podcast every Tuesday at 6 a.m. Tough talk with Tiffany. This is Tiffany. You have a good one.